0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross, and we are on the Men's Advocate Show. We're going to be talking to my guest today, who is Jesse Sweet. The topic is post-divorce gain excellent parenting skills. Now who is Jesse? Well he's here to share with us some help and strategies to make parenting easier and definitely more fun. He has two amazing kids of his own. They're currently six and eight years old and he uses story and goal setting to teach his community how to be stronger parent leaders. So welcome Jesse to the show. So nice to have you here.
1: Oh, it's really great to be here, Linda. Thank you. And thank you for that introduction, even though, like, you asked me to, for a one-second bio, but you read it so well. Ah,
0: <laughs> I guess I'm doing my job, huh?
1: <laughs> I know. That's awesome. So
0: all right. thank you. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this uh, realm of helping parents, helping kids, especially post-divorce, I think, is your focus. So how did you get started with all this?
1: Yeah. So, with helping people or with the divorce? So,
0: right. We I, I think you specialize in post divorce, right? Post divorce communication, not right? Not
1: necessarily, not exclusively, but yeah, that's definitely a big factor, especially since it's becoming more and more commonplace. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have that stigma as much as before. So, like people who are single parents, ex parents, ex partners, whatever, they all come for help. But it's really important. The more people that I talk to and I share my story, it's kind of really nice that my story is we are better co-parents and friends than we were a partnership. And I have a really respectful and really good divorce and separation. We're better now than we were when we were together. And the more I share that with people, the more people like pop and said, yeah, that sounds like my divorce. And it's such a blessing because I know that divorce had such a stigma when I was younger. You know, you have to give up half your stuff or it's a nightmare. And there are those cases, too. But I think if more and more people share their nice stories, it can encourage other people to realize this doesn't have to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't have to be that ugly stereotype divorce. Right. And I think the more we build awareness to that, the more people will see that as an option. You know.
0: I love that. I love hearing that. So often you hear that usually one party (laughs) is the holdout, is the troublemaker. And I think one of the best ways to sustain a great marriage is communication. So there definitely is a breakdown in communication. One party wants to pull a power trip and uses the kids as pawns. I'm sure you've heard these stories a thousand times but how do parents get out of that nightmare to where you do put the kids first you b- do put communication first you're not going to get everything that you want in the end but it's all in negotiation maybe it'll be fair but you're not going to get everything <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little bit about that do you think that there's a trend a shifting trend to where it is a little more equitable now or do you still feel that the two adults are just going through really rough times
1: uh as in like the law or is in like relationships in themselves
0: the relationships in themselves like i say oftentimes the person that is the troublemaker they're just on a power trip maybe they felt they weren't listened to in the marriage so i'm going to get you now post marriage yeah, in the there's divorce
1: a, there's a bunch of that too and it just comes down to winning and losing people like it doesn't have to be. And it shouldn't be this win, lose. I win who gets more, whoever gets more 58% versus, you know, 42% or like it does. It's not a win, 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 lose situation because it's an agreement. It's a relationship. But if we think of it as it's we are in this together, whether if we have kids, whatever you think about, whatever whatever ideal you're bonded to, whatever story you're telling yourself about what happened, like you're in this together. You're a team. And either you can win the game, win, you, you can win, or you can lead. You can be right. a leader. You can either win or you can lead. You can fight to win or you can fight to be the best person that you can be. Fight for your kids. And that's what that means to me. And so if you're tied into like, am I going to win? That's a completely victim mindset. And that goes into one of the story elements that I teach that I help that all this is from an entrepreneur and, and a business coach and a branding expert, Donald Miller, and through the hero's journey in all major stories. There are four main characters that are consistent throughout stories. There's a hero. And there's a villain and there's a victim and there's a guide and the hero. And if we put this in our daily practice, any given day in any given episode or conversation or event in our lives, we could be any one of those characters. We can be the hero. We can want something. We can, you know, have our goal. We could be a guide. We could help other people, in our case, our kids, hopefully, to Reach their goals and to be better. We could be a victim. We could be playing a victim and use words like, Why does this always happen to me? Why are they always like that? Why does he always do that? Or why does she always do that? That's victim speak. Right. And the villain is like, I want to, I'm in pain. I'm hurting. So I want somebody else to, even if it's subconscious, I want somebody else. So the more decisions that we can make, as a hero or a guide. And the fewer decisions we can make as a victim or villain in our speech and on our act and on our thinking, the more fulfilled and the better our chances of having a respectful divorce will be and raise our kids healthy. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, absolutely. So do you think there's a trend now to have the divorces be a little more equitable, a little more with a little more sanity or are they still at each other's throats where one person is doing the power play?
1: I'm getting more and more, I'm hearing more and more stories of like healthy divorces, but yeah, you also definitely, I think that's in the minority. I think it's still highly manipulation and ugly and nasty and stuff. I think it's growing, but I think it's still highly, highly the negative kind which is kind of what's great about us having this conversation and having more and more people be aware of like that healthy divorce can be an option. Yeah. Just put our egos aside, your ego, my ego. If we're separated, if we like, here's a perspective shift for Uh your audience. And this helped me and it helped me after the difficult part, right. To look back and think of it this way, that, Yeah, you're leaving your marriage and that's painful. And there's so much, so much emotion and so much history and so much ego and so much pride and so much love and broken love and broken promises and things like that. But that's in your past now. And now you're starting a new chapter. What will that chapter look like? Will it continue the same victim, me victim that? Uh, Am I going to be villain or am I going to look this as an opportunity? Now we have a new relationship. And it's not easy. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be, you know, you guys are going to have times of argument still, but in what direction are we going, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I want to caution parents that sometimes the parents start off okay. Sometimes they think, okay, we're going to be equitable. We're going to be, have some sanity here. And we're going to make a list of who gets what and et cetera, et cetera. And then guess what happens? (laughs) The attorneys get involved Uh, and they pull it in a really negative direction. So sometimes the parents had good intentions, but those attorneys they, they just want to recognize. Professionals rack up their are bill. getting
1: more, aren't they? Yeah, that's yeah. true. We so, didn't have so that. it's like reality
0: TV. I mean they just want to poke the bear just so they can increase yeah. their rates. So yeah.
1: Yeah, you and gotta be aware that, of that. I mean, that's actually a good point. You do have to become aware. That's more of a culture. I'm here in Spain. So you know <laughs> we actually had a really Weird wedding, like straight, like weird as in like awesome, unique. It was really cool and a really unique divorce. We shared an attorney. <laughs> he was a, wow. a father of someone in our daughter's class. Uh, we went to the the proceeding together, we w- signed the papers together, like we, <laughs> and then we went out for a coffee afterwards. Wow, so, yeah, yeah. Once you get lawyers playing their game, because then they're playing a different game. Yeah. Then they're playing it and they're professionals at their game. So I think that's a good topic of conversation. And I think anyone who's going through a divorce, like that's really good to be aware of. Like, that's so true. They're playing their game and to find a good lawyer. You don't have to go with the first one you meet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So to my listening audience, Jesse was originally from Pennsylvania. He currently lives in uh, Seville, Spain. So did this, uh, did the marriage happen here in the States? And did the divorce happen in Spain? Or tell us about the geography.
1: Both of them here. here Oh,
0: both of them there.
1: Wow. So, yeah. And by the way, so it's not a cultural thing. Like There are still ugly divorces here. We're a very unique case both in the United States or in here. So that's not, it's not like it's typical here. I think there's a lot of the same problems here from what I hear, like men, you know, are at a a high disadvantage in the courts and, you know, the mother can manipulate the system more than the father generally, things like that. There's a lot of that here too. I hear stories.
0: So where did you get your inspiration from to be a parenting coach?
1: Yeah, good question. I mean, after 17 years of teaching experience in the classrooms, I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy helping kids watching their evolution, watching their growth. And But the thing is, in the classroom, you are only, I don't know, you want to say influencing, you're impacting, you're present in their lives a couple hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. But Then they're going home. That's where the real influence is. Like you can send your kids to school, you can send your kids have a daycare. You know, have have a you know someone come watch your kids. But like what they get at home, that's their main influence. And I saw like I became really self-aware in my journey, right? Really aware, really I guess spiritual, you could say but really paying attention to what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, how I'm acting. And I started to, you know, you get pressure built up. You're a young parent. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're doing and everything's new. You're constantly full of fear. So you kind of revert to those old habits that you learned from watching your parents and experiencing your parents and their parents. And you have these generational cycles there are cliches and things. And I was able to, like, I'm in the process of breaking those cycles and creating new cycles with my kids, new, a new path, new family culture, uh, new, you know, you want to use the word legacy, a new, a new direction. Mm-hmm. And the more I looked at it, I see a lot of parents, they are stuck in those cycles And if I can share my story and help them break those cycles and create a new path for themselves, that's what kind of motivated me to do that.
0: I love that. So why do you think parenting is so hard for most people?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a big cliche that you hear. That's one of those cliches and those generational cycle cliches that I like to break because I think that like, parenting is hard. You hear it everywhere, right? You, like, that's just something you hear growing up. And, well, parenting is hard. But what if we stop saying that? Like, it's not that it's not true. Like, sometimes I find myself thinking it and then I catch myself and then change my frame of mind because you don't. The stakes are really high and you have literally zero experience, like literally. Ze- I have 17 years in the classroom. I have zero experience parenting. Right. And every age you have zero experience going through those phases and stages. But I feel I had a cheat code in the class being in the classroom so long because I saw kind of stages coming before they got there, you know. But that I think that's why people say it's hard because the stakes are really high and you're going in with zero experience because my kids, my daughter's eight. I have zero experience uh, raising a nine-year-old. <laughs> I have zero experience <laughs> raising a ten-year-old. You right. know, and then my son is six. Uh, I've raised a six-year-old. Yeah, but he's a boy, and he has a big sister, and so like that's really new, no experience. So I think that's why people say it's hard. I think people say it's hard because that's what they've heard, and that's like the rhetoric that you say. But I think. Don't you think it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy? You'd say that it's hard. You're like, oh, that's going to, this is going to be hard. Oh, I'm going to do terrible. You're slicking down the ski slope. They say, don't even look at a tree. Like, because you're going to go into that tree. If you say yeah. parenting is hard, parenting is, oh, they spill juice on the table. Oh, parenting is hard.
0: Yeah, You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, yeah. you know.
1: Like they fight, like, let's take a big example. Like the kids fight or they play, they're playing ball after you've told them a hundred times, don't play ball in the house and they knock over a lamp. Okay. That like, that will trigger a lot of people, probably me at times. Yeah. But looking at it objectively, we watch things like that, that kind of thing happen on TV and laugh at it. Right. What, because it's, because it's me, it's not funny. You know what I mean? So it's one of, oh, knocked over the lamp. Parenting's hard. It's not hard. Like I put roofs on in in hundred degree weather. (laughs) Like it's hard if we say it's hard. It's one of those things.
0: It is. It is. I I, I love Lincoln's line. And he used to say, it's as easy or as hard as you want it to be.
1: Exactly.
0: So like, you can just make up your mind that this is how it is, which is how the, yeah. the, the best way to stay in the present moment is just to say, this is what is, you know, it's like, it's, it. you know, That's when it. you're a baby and you're one years old or whatever, and you're trying to learn how to walk, like, guess what? You're going to fall down a hundred times, but you don't say, oh, this walking yeah. business is is, is <laughs> really hard. I'm just going to give it up. <laughs> no, you fall down, you get up and, and, and he probably looks at his bottom going, it's only 12 inches down, so and there's yeah. carpeting or something soft, so back yeah. I go. <laughs>
1: and a diaper. right. You know.
0: <laughs> And yeah, they keep keep doing it because it's like it's all it's all relative. And he's like, I want to walk to the other side of the room or whatever it is. That's it.
1: That's it. They don't even think like of stopping. That's a thing. Like that's why kids and babies they're so beautiful, and so many parents miss these magical moments, like you're bringing up, because they're stuck in the parenting is hard, and they're like. Oh, I just need some escape. Let me scroll on Instagram or let me do whatever. I just need a nap. Whereas like uh if you will pay attention to things like that, like and get the lessons from those places, it will energize you. You know, it will it will invigorate you, it will give you new perspective on your life. That's the beautiful thing about it. By noticing those moments, that's a profound observation. That many people miss, yeah and and that's a real shame. and that's part of what I do. you know, that's why I do what I do. That's why, to go back to your question, what got me into parent like parent coach, I don't like the word coaching, but whatever, I don't have a replacement so <laughs> parent coaching, parent helping, like it's to help people observe those moments and appreciate them and have them happen more.
0: I love that. That's great. You mentioned on your social that uh, being intentional can be helpful. So how do you use intent to help the parents?
1: Yeah. So intentional is everything. And it's not so much I well, I'm intentional when I help them because we set out on our first like, on our first like pre call, like what they want. So our, my intention is to help them to be their guide in the story characters. And, but it's really to have them be intentional with their daily actions. And your listeners can do this too. I have a, like the way I set up my daily planner is I draw a line down the middle and I put on the left side, what I have to do, my to-do list. And then on the right side, I have my why. So let's say I have to write X amount of emails and sometimes that can be a drag and sometimes you're like you postpone it and, and yeah. procrastinate but if i put a why down there and say to create a connection with at least one person then i have a mission i have an intention now yeah you know and it's not just like i have to do it cuz i have to do it it becomes like it becomes intentional it becomes something to do and then even something when i found myself being well complaining about going to the supermarket with the kids like going to the supermarket with them is one of my favorite things in the world. I won't go shopping on the weeks when they come. I won't go shopping sometimes the day before they come just so we can go together. Oh, you my know? goodness.
0: Yeah. You're one of the rare parents who like that. I know. Right? <laughs> I used to pull my hair out. It's like, mommy, I want this. Mommy, I want that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shut and up and
0: stay in your cart. <laughs>
1: that, that's it. That's it. And, but if you become intentional with that, so that was a, I started to get that way and I started to like avoid and like, this isn't cool. Or like when I go to pick them up from school, like I have no intention or whatever. So I put that on my to do list. Like I used to think, oh, that's just something I'm doing. That's not my to do list. That is my to do list. So go shopping with the kids. And my why was to create a moment with them. So that's, a, that was, like that gave me intention with my what Mm -hmm. yeah and when I started doing that it shifted everything because it shifts your attitude it turns your attitude around it makes you more productive and and that was just a really like cool thing that I started to do that I share with others
0: I love that. That's great. Thanks for sharing. By the way, my audience, if you've just joined us or you're listening on the replay, you are joined by my guest today, Jesse Swede. And let me give you his contact information, a couple of different ways you can find him. You can find him on his YouTube channel. It would be at Jesse underscore Swede. And you can spell that S-W-E-E-D, Jesse underscore Swede. All right. YouTube channel, And you can also find him on his Linktree, and that address is linktree forward slash jesse.swede, jesse.swede. And of course, as you may know, Linktree is spelled kind of funny. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Don't ask me why yeah, it's like it's that, strange. but it's <laughs> it's a yeah, strange spell. I think if you just put it all together, it'll probably still resolve. So forward slash jesse.sweet, that's how you can find him. All right. Yeah, let's go back to a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Okay, uh-huh. so I saw something about 22nd patient parenting hack. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that.
1: Oh, this is something that uh, that I learned one time I was told about. And when I implemented it was one of these funny things that it was a day when we were going to the skate park or something. And then my son was stubborn. I was stubborn about something. And we ended up having an argument. My son, who was five, and he might have been four at this time. No, he was five. And uh, so we went to the skate park, but we were both upset. And then I learned this trick and it turned things around instantly and I call it the time machine Ah. and I put a little like spin on it. So if you want to indulge me, if your listeners want to join in, then you can do this, close your eyes or not close your eyes, depending on if you're driving or if you can, but, and then just kind of like you breathe in, your listeners can breathe in like for four seconds, hold it and out for four seconds just to calm themselves down. And then a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And then after you find yourself relaxed, imagine that there's a time machine. And well, imagine that you are maybe 80 years old, 85 years old, kind of in the end chapters of your life. You're sitting there and thinking about your life. And then you see a time machine and the 85 year old you Goes into the time machine and you can go back and relive your, you know, your time now.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But but you can only go back to this moment with your son in this moment. And this works great when like with the lamp episode earlier, like if they're playing with the ball and then knock over a lamp, you can only go back to that time. Okay. How does that change the gravity of what this really ha- what really happened and how does that change how you will interact with your son? How how will that change the way you behave?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just a beautiful thing because the deeper part about that is that you really might be going back in time because your son could remember that experience. <laughs> That experience could create an indelible impression that leaves him into a trajectory of you know success, of self-shame, of self-blame, of whatever. That moment could be the moment that he remembers for some reason or mm-hmm. about how you built a connection with him, right? So you really are going into the future. You're kind of like helping everything, mm-hmm. you know, just by putting yourself in that frame of mind. Because one day we will, you know, God willing, we will wake up as that 85-year-old person. We will or we will wake up whenever at the end of our lives. Like the, I mean, not to get too morbid, but for real, like we're going to die. We should be aware of our mortality more often. And then I think we'd be a little more appreciative of what we have and a little more patient and a little more loving.
0: So this technique is for parents who are having (laughs) an uncomfortable moment with the, with the child. Is that what you're saying? That's when I, that's when it's
1: helped me. Yeah.
0: And do you get the child to participate during this breathing exercise?
1: No, I just kind of, uh, yeah, that's good. That's just for me. So normally if something happens, like, you know, you're in those moments, Mm -hmm. something I always say is the first thing you should do is pattern interrupt. Okay. And what I mean by pattern interrupts, it's like change the flow. So, Like if it's tense and you're going at it and it's really tense and you're yelling, just stop like just that little like jolt to like bring you to shake things up. Right. If you're so silent, maybe you're so silent, maybe do something to break it up. Maybe tell a joke, maybe cough, maybe sneeze, whatever, like a pattern interrupt to just get a little hit a reset. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then breathing, I always do to like regulate, to think about what I'm going to do. I've I've reacted way too much in my life just from, you know, reaction from what I've learned and from, you know, tempers and human nature or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I've reacted. So it's just a way to help me respond.
0: I can foresee that you can actually do this with your child, too.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, why not? <laughs> maybe, uh, like at five and eight, I, especially six, uh, five, I don't know if like, I want to introduce like, you're going to die one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just saying like a pattern interrupt, like, you know, if, oh, yeah, for if sure. he or she is throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Okay, Johnny, you can go back to the tantrum in a few minutes, but for this moment in time, let's do the four second breathe or something.
1: Yeah, oh, I've, I've worked, tried different, pattern interrupts when they're having a moment. Sometimes it's like, Hey, look at, look at that. That's weird. <laughs> you know? It, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll do things like, and you're just even in this flow of the conversation, yeah. you like, what's that? This is really great when they're crying. It's not fake crying, but it's also not like j- pain crying. It's just like annoyed crying. It's great yeah. for that. Just that sort of thing. It's like, Hey, you know what? you ever seen this one? Like, I don't even know what happened on my nose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like, just, just, and then, like, then there's a moment sometimes when, like, my son, he is really fiery, right? Mm-hmm. He'll come back and he'll laugh. But then I'll go back and get upset and be upset that I made him not upset. Oh, know?
0: he remembers back.
1: back no, when, he went back in the into moment. the time
0: machine. Wow.
1: Because it's in the moment, right? So he'll yeah. be like, he'll be so angry. And then I'll make him laugh and say, no, he's so much like my dad, for example. Like, it's that kind of, like, that fiery personality, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. When we can disconnect emotionally from that, like, we can, rather than saying, why are you always like that? That's victim speak. Yeah. Right? What about if we appreciate that aspect of him, even though it's, it causes us, like, I used to have a full head of hair, (laughs) like, but like it causes a strength but if we can separate and then and then see let's find his strength in this fiery hard-headed like personality rather than let's see if we can change his personality to be somebody else I I don't want to do that but how can I find his strengths in that fiery hard-headed bullish personality you know what I mean and then yeah. how can how can we uh, lead that into a path that's right for him and best for him you know what I mean
0: yeah so I, I find it odd that you know you do the pattern interrupt and then he wants to go back to the original tantrum or whatever
1: Yeah. Weird, right yeah
0: yeah, yeah. boy <laughs> wow. but then it but then
1: it's just like then at that point it's just because he was stu- he's stubborn stubborn you yeah know? and and that won't last very long and being you know I don't know kids are weird people are weird we're yeah. weird <laughs> you know, I do weird things.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever works. I also see that you uh, like using games when you're playing with small children. Tell us a little bit about that. You you have something called plant or animal. That's one of your games.
1: Oh, we just I mean, we just made that up the other night. Uh-huh. So um Yeah. And I thought that I'd share. That's awesome. So gamify everything if possible. And that's with myself. Like I'll do that. And not even with small children, with my teen classes and with myself. And, um, so like for, let's go back to the email thing. Like when I'm really struggling to make contacts or do this or that, like I'll put a, I'll say, how many can I do this hour? And then I'll do that many. And then the next hour be like, I wonder if I can beat that you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I just had a night with my son the other night because his sister slept at grandma's house. And those are always so cool when you have them like individually, they're different yeah. people. You're different. We have a different relationship. You're different. Everything's different. And we were eating and then I was like, Hmm, I wonder if he like, where do blueberries come from a plant or an animal? Just to kind of like review from school, just things like that. And then he's like, Hmm. plan and like said it like unsure I'm like yeah and then I asked him another one and then I asked him an a- like hmm, where does tuna come from you know because tuna comes from a can <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> so like just to build his awareness that these are animals there there's a connection food it was an animal or it was a plant um and then with his sister she's ate the next day when we you know were with her Then I was like, "Hmm, let's change it and say what comes from animals, milk, and then there's cheese and there's eggs and it. And um, so it's just like a really cool thing, because if you gamify everything, Mm -hmm. like they'll want to participate, they'll learn and they won't know they're learning. Uh, They're learning all sorts of things, becoming aware of their food, like food awareness. It's more than just vocabulary and connection. It's it's like a deeper what Jeff Bartsch in Dory Greenlight, he's a he's an editor, he's edited, you know, TV shows and movies, he calls the thing under the thing. And when, like, always try to find the thing under the thing for yourself. Why do I have my triggers? My trigger is when XYZ happens. Like, why? What's the thing under the thing? What is that about me? My daughter's having a tantrum. You know, my three year olds having a tantrum. Okay, what's the thing under the thing? What are they communicating? you know, and once we can get to the thing under the thing or the thing under the thing under the thing, you know, then we're getting deep. And so there's like with the plant and animal. Yeah. The thing is like, you're teaching them plants and animals. And, but then there's food awareness, there's, um, thinking there's, there's critical thinking, reasoning skills, think all of these other things (laughs) that you get by not, just following the same pattern of life that you always have, you know, take these opportunities to do something different and just to gamify things. Give them points. That's another one from like teaching days. Just give them points. Like, mm. oh, good. You got two points. You know, what do the points lead to? Nobody asked that. Who cares? <laughs> like, you know, you got three points. I mean, I could do it with you. The, we just like, we're conditioned to think uh points are good. So even if I said uh, Linda, that's an awesome question, two points.
0: I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not gonna demand to go to the cashier's window and daddy, I got 10 points. I'm gonna cash them in now. <laughs> in. <Yeah. laughs> you're at the casino. Well,
1: <laughs> well that, then you can reward if they get like a lot of points, you're like, you're on fire today. You know, um I don't know, whatever. You're gonna have whatever. What a yeah, be like, hey, you get a hug. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, you don't get a hug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> I'm taking yesterday's hug away. <laughs> <laughs> You've been
1: bad. <laughs> Give me that hug back.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. When it comes to parenting, what do you think most parents get wrong? And what do you think most parents get right?
1: Hmm. Ooh that's a that's a blanket question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think most par- people, parents get wrong, kind of what we talked about earlier. Uh, parenting is hard. It's they're, they're not they're careful pre-set about ideas. the things that they say. Uh, and I think that's the thing. I think a lot of parents are a lot of people are carrying around traumas, you know, that they could uh, become aware of and release. They don't know how uh, so, being more careful about what we say, I think that's number one. If I were to only choose one, be careful about what we say because we, like, I don't know, if you're religious, if you're a Christian, like the word is God, like John one one, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It's literally our words, the words we speak. It is we are creating our life. So, like, if we say parenting is hard, boom, parenting right. is hard. So I think not being able to why are you always like this? Like, yeah, it's like, boom, there you there you go. That's why, you know, so be more careful about the words that we say uh, and how we say them. And, and, along, the
0: thing and, and along with that thought, I think, you know, when they're not careful, it could be something from the parent's own childhood that mm. is that that is they're getting triggered or whatever, and they blurt it out with the current child. But really, yep. it's like an unhealed area of their life or whatever with from their own childhood.
1: Yes, yes. I think that is the people need to become aware of that, that they are carrying things from their own childhood. Yeah. I had just a uh, a really powerful moment the other night in in a med- meditation I had of just doing that healing something that what that I didn't even see before. And um you know, it's scary to go back and sit with something and deal with something that you've been holding down to the point of either you know you've been suppressing it and then you drink alcohol or whatever. Or you didn't know you were suppressing it and you it's like you're walking in this dark house and you like you have this door and you kind of avoid that door for a long time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then to open that door and face what's inside, it's a scary, it can be a scary thing. Yeah. And and it can be uncomfortable and people, I think that if people are aware that they can do this, that's probably why they don't. One of the reasons, because it's scary, it's painful.
0: Yeah. And what do they get right?
1: What they get right. I think more and more parents are, you know, doing stuff to to really improve their conscious parenting and to break. I'm seeing more and more parents seeking to break things like this, break these habits, break these cycles like they know. I think now people are aware of these more Mm -hmm. and more. I of think these so. cycles more and more, they just don't know how to break it. And that's why, like shows like yours, uh th- messages like I share. Uh, I'm putting together right now a resource list of parenting help and advice and books and resources from YouTube, from podcasts, from uh books, from all different resources. I'm putting that together. I I'm gonna probably make that available next week or something, but All of these resources you have to grow personally as a father, as a mother, as a parent in general, as a co-parent, there are so many resources as a separated parent, as a divorced parent. There are so many resources available Mm -hmm. and there are so many resources available because I think that the market is growing because I think more and more parents are realizing this. And they do want to break and they do want to change. And I think that's a lot. That's something that's going right. We're going in the right direction in there with people becoming more and more aware.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't think we've solved all the problems in the world, but at least the consciousness has been raised. At least they are open to the possibility that they can do better and that they can heal the past and they can create a better life than what they might have had during their own childhood for their kids. So yes, I think that consciousness is definitely there. So all good. In that department. I don't know if this is a little premature, but if you wanted to spill the beans that you have in the works, an upcoming workshop, what that might look like and if there's a rough ETA or how do you feel about yeah.
1: that? Yeah. Awesome. So thank you for, for asking that. So coming up early in 2024, I'm going to be hosting a nine week workshop for specifically for fathers. This will be and fathers who feel estranged from their families so it's helping them reconcile with their families whether they were the classic i'm gonna go out for cigarettes and never came back story or whether they are just working on their business way too much that they're they're separated and they don't know how to reconcile, whether that they had a big blow up and then they don't know how to how to fix that, whatever. So help fathers reconcile with their families so that they can be the family leaders that they want to be. Because you hear of people who do reach the end of their lives. Maybe they're 60, their kids are grown. And the biggest regret that they have is they didn't reconcile with their kids. And they didn't have they weren't there in their kids lives, even really successful people. You know, they say, you know, they built successful companies and there's always this twinge of of regret in their eyes. You know, like their mother did a good job, but I and I wasn't there, unfortunately. You can be intentional, like we mentioned earlier, and still have that relationship and still be successful or still break that habit you like no matter how broken it is like your kid and no matter how old they are really Mm -hmm. like your kids want uh, that relationship they want you to be there and um and sometimes it just takes a few actions to come back and make a few changes so starting in february i'm looking to start in february nine weeks come in and we will teach you and show you how to reconcile with your family and get you started to become a strong family leader.
0: That sounds great. And you'll post the link on your link, link tree or?
1: I'll post it on Facebook. On Facebook. Uh, definitely on the link tree. I'll post a sign up for that. I'm going to put that the sign up in the pre-sale and the pre-launch on my link tree. Yeah. And awesome. on Facebook. I'll put it everywhere.
0: Awesome. All right. So for my listeners out there, check out uh, Jesse's YouTube and also check out the link tree, jesse.sweed. That's S-W-E-E-D. Don't worry about the links. My audience, after the show is over with, I'll I'll post all the links so you can just click and go. So I wanted to thank you very kindly for being on our show today. Thank you for joining me. Great information with regard to the parents and their kids. So I love this episode episode. It was it was good for me. How how about for you?
1: It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We shared a lot of laughs, too.
0: Yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. I also want to tell my audience that the holidays are coming up. And guess what? You can check out my book on Audible. It is on Audible now and they are running a sale. So if you've never been on Audible before, your first book is free. Now, if you've already been on Audible, they're doing a Black Friday special for 10 days only. So you have from now till November 27th, it says. You can get it for $5.95 a month for the first four months. So that's a whopping 60% savings. Plus, they're going to throw in an additional $20 Audible credit. So go check out my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women. First timers, you get it for free. If you've been on Audible before, check out the holiday special because it's really a good offer right now. It expires November 27th. And I'm going to put all the links as usual. So you don't have to stress out. Just click on the link and go and check out those offers. So Jesse, I want to thank you again. It's been a pleasure. And I hope our paths cross again real soon. And we'll bid everybody great Thanksgiving here in the States. And have a good time with the holidays uh, over there in Spain.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Linda. And thank you, audience.
0: Thank you. Take care. Bye for now. We'll see you next time.